Unity requires atonement. And we haven't seen that from the unpatriotic, seditionist, insurrectionists, and their enablers at all. But what we're seeing is many of the hosts, not, not all of the mainstream media, but many are starting to hold them to account. And this interview between Tiffany Cross and this uh, former Republican uh, chair of, I think, South Carolina, really puts into play, put, uh, it's a good example of how you cannot let up and how you should interview people of this type, people who have, uh, have, have aggrieved many, people who's pol uh, who support policies within a party that is detrimental to most. I love exactly how uh, Cross handled it. Check this out. Let's take it on the other side. What happens to the Republican Party without their Lord and Savior, Donald Trump, in office? Where do Republicans go from here? Joining me now to try to answer that question is Kayton Dawson, Republican strategist at Mercury Public Affairs and former South Carolina GOP chair. In 2012, the GOP did an autopsy, and they talked about some of the challenges, the shortcomings, trying to appeal to communities of color. I think we can both agree it's time for another autopsy. What Donald Trump did do for us, Tiffany, is bring nine million new people in the last election. We didn't win, but we had a lot of successes at the state level, like my home state of South Carolina. So what does the Republican Party do? But do you Party want those do? people? A lot of those people were like QAnon supporters and white supremacists. Are those the people that you want in the uh, GOP? Well, well, you can't, I mean, if we're going to do the litmus test and the quotas, we want people who are voting for, for, for our policies and, and the successes we had. Uh, Donald Trump's uh, uh, tenure in office, uh, certainly at times uh, uh, conducted himself differently than any president we've ever had. But Lindsey Graham's right. Differently, illegally. If we want to <laughs> forget how we got our successes and forget how the Republican Party got there, then we are going to be in, in, in the ash heap of political parties. The, the country's now split 50-50, just where the framers did. We, we, the we're country 50 -50 isn't split 50-50, though. I think uh, elected officials are split 50-50, but when you look at the country, it's quite not split 50-50. The Republican Party is increasingly becoming anachronistic in some of the conservative, as you call it, policies. There was a, a race in South Carolina, and you said the pro-life party, as you call them, is the strongest force in South Carolina. And so as we sit here and talk about an autopsy for the GOP, where does the pro-life party, as you call them, stand on this violent insurrection now that we have at least five dead bodies uh, on the floor? Well, the, the pro-life party is one that, 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 that is a movement that is consistent. It's consistently voted for the Republican policies and consistently been there. So certainly uh, you're not electorally going to leave them behind. And they also, if you look at our national platforms, are there. That's a complete argument of pro-choice versus pro-life. But what about the racism? I mean, like, there, there is no question now. I think a lot of us have always known that the Republican Party, uh, you know, is an apologist, sympathizer, or perpetuator of racist policies. Where do you stand on that now? A disproportionate number of people of color watch this show. What do you say to the rising majority of this country who looks at this party and says, yeah, you're celebrating people who tried to seize the U.S. Capitol. You're saying Donald Trump is the face of your party. But a lot of the folks who are elected officials kowtow to him the entire time. How can you speak to the rising majority of this country and convince them that that is not your ideology? Or are you even interested in convincing them of that? Well, I think it's not a true statement that we're celebrating the people who attacked the Capitol. I mean, well, that, you look at Matt Guess, you look at uh, Lindsey Graham, I mean, you look at the people who sat on the floor, Jim Jordan, uh, Kevin McCarthy, who did a complete 180. 
What am I missing? Yeah, they weren't. You were missing that they weren't celebrating it. Those people will be held responsible. But what? 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 I think the question that you've asked is: is what do you think the future of the Republican Party is? And the future is going to be back in the states. And we've got 2022 with the House of Representatives coming up. We've got a challenge of of of, of testing in two shots that the Biden administration is going to have to deliver. And those are the litmus tests that are going to be in front of us. Uh, what Donald Trump did do for the Republican Party is, and surprising is, he, he increased our minority participation further than I ever thought we would have seen it. How that happened is up to another autopsy. But 9 million new folks was pretty important to us. Yeah, 9 million new folks who welcomed the QAnon supporter in the Capitol and members of Congress who are trying to bring guns on the House floor. I don't know if that's something to celebrate, quite honestly, Caden, but I do want to have you back on. Um, just one thing I want to point out, in 2008, you resigned from an all-white country club and preparing for the campaign to be a party chairman. And I think a microcosm of looking at the GOP is, did you not know it was an all-white country club before? So now this 11th hour appeal, I think, uh, leaves a lot of people in question. And I invite you back to have this conversation many more times, because I do think people of color would love to have this conversation uh, continue about how we move forward and unify the country. So thank you for joining me. I mean, and she does it with a smile, and she completely fools you into th just not seeing that she is completely decimating every... Look, le listen, she goes ahead and she points out, are those 9 million people, that th that additional 9 million people that came on, did they come on for the right, right reason? QAnon and all these, these kind of folk. Then when he goes ahead and talks about, remember, this is a 50-50 country. No, this is not a 50-50 country. Because it's an undemocratic country, we have 50, a 50-50 split. But when it comes to the, what the people really want, it's not close to being a 50-50 country, and she points that out, very important. She points out the anachronism of the conservative policies. She points out that, hey, how can you be pro-life and have an insurrection where people are killed? And then she says, wait a minute, don't you remember? Uh, you, you always complain when, when we talk about racism in the Republican Party, but you were in an all-white country club. And as far as the people you support, the Jim Jordans and all these guys supported the insurrection. So... When she, I don't know if she's going to get him back on the show again, but every time we get the opportunity on, on, uh, on the progressive media, the independent media, when we get an opportunity to, give, to point out the true face of what the Republican Party now represents, when we have the opportunity to place that on the screen, it is a must that it is done. But additionally, as a Cross has done there, you have to do your homework. You have to understand how their policies are detrimental to the average American citizen, and you can't allow them to come and mislead or change the narrative. You dictate the narrative. And Tiffany Cross, in this piece, had complete control of the narrative and did not allow, not once, for the Republican strategists to get away we're trying to placate Americans or we're trying to misinform Americans. At every turn, she was ready for everything that he had to say. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. 
Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.